Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. We've got a great show in store. Before we dive into today's conversation, I do want to take a moment and share about one of our incredible partners. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. And no better episode to talk about it than when a Georgia Bulldog and a Florida Gator are on a podcast together. Here is what I know about you guys. You are kind humans. I'm betting that you go out of your way to do kind things for people around you, whether you cheer for Georgia or Florida. Well, I want to encourage you to extend that same kind treatment to yourself. BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you how much you matter, and therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. My counselor has been an incredibly helpful advocate for my mental health, and I want you to have that in your life too. And you can find it through BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and that sounds fun friends get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show, I get to talk with my buddy, Tim Tebow. You've heard him before on episode 112 and episode 273. Well, he's back for a three-peat. He's a New York Times bestselling author, an incredibly talented athlete, a successful entrepreneur, and an all-around force for good in the world. His latest book, also a New York Times bestseller, is called Mission Possible, Go Create a Life That Counts. It released on March 8th, and it's such a good read, you guys. I'm telling you, front to back, I absolutely loved it. It is about discovering your God-given mission and then putting that mission into practice throughout your life. I am so excited to have Tim back and for you to hear about this book. It is a message I think we all really, really need, and I just love this dude. So here's my conversation with my favorite Florida Gator, which is really saying something, you guys, my friend Tim Tebow. Tim, welcome back to That Sounds Fun. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Annie? You know I'm, I'm here whenever you, I can be on your show. I'm just grateful you had me back. Oh, man, of course. You know where I'm going to start. How about them dogs? We have to talk about it. <laughs> Listener, I mean, he drooped his head. <laughs> even, even though they're a huge rival of ours. I gotta be honest, there is a bit of me that was happy. I mean, it's been a long time. Was it 42 years? Yes. You know, I can at least celebrate that, you know? Yes. Um, and I have so many friends that are, unfortunately, dog fans. I don't know why they're all my friends. But, uh, you're the um, only gator I have on the show. So we've, we've chosen each other, despite our one major difference. <laughs> hey, listen, we can agree on a... a a lot more important stuff. Than that's that, right. So. That's right. Yeah. I mean, to me, that game, I mean, this season's been amazing for the dogs, but that interception, I mean, Tim, I've never felt anything in my life like I felt at that last interception that they ran back for a touchdown. Oh, I was in the stadium and it was crazy. I mean, you, the bleachers were shaking. It was, uh, I mean, it was, it, it was the, the joy on the Georgia fans. Yeah. Although it's hard for me to actually enjoy when Georgia fans have joy, but <laughs> it was like Alabama fans are so spoiled from yes. so much success that when the Georgia fans were cheering, it was like 
I didn't know if they were going to stop. And we kept doing our show for like two hours after the game. And they, the Georgia fans were still there. It's like they didn't want to leave. They didn't want to go anywhere. They were like, we don't know if we'll have this for another 42 years, That's so it. we're going to stay. That's it. And I, and yeah, I need you to know was, that I have learned a lesson from God about all of this because I was born six months after we won last time. I was born in 1980. So I am literally the age group that has waited the longest because everyone born before me got 1980. <laughs> so I literally am the longest waiting fan alive. And so this is, it was for you, Annie. It was for me. That's what that's what I've been meaning to tell you is that Kirby was like, you know what, Annie, we're going to do it this Boom. year for Annie. <laughs> Right. Y'all did a show for two hours after the game was over? Yeah, well, it was, we wait a little bit till some of the celebrations are done, and then we start the show. But yeah, uh, it usually runs for a little while. That's and then you take some segments that they air later and the next morning and stuff like that. That so, is yeah. wild. I had no idea y'all worked that long. I mean, it's just talking ball, so it's not that hard. Right. Well, but don't tell <laughs> yeah, anyone that. So what happens, Tim, when you're, I mean... I saw you at Passion, and then the next week at the Georgia game, and then the SEC Nation season is over. What happens in your life between January and August professionally? Like, do y'all still do SEC Nation stuff? No, we we don't. Um, but I would say that's actually probably the busiest time of my life. It's um, a lot of events, speaking, and then uh, the whole month of February, um, uh, up until last night, I've been in Africa. <gasps> Y'all got back last night, Tim? Yeah, oh. so uh, I jet lag. I got up at 3.30 this morning. Bless your heart. But it's honestly, it's, it's, uh, we love it. We got to be in five countries there in Africa doing awesome ministry stuff. And then at the end, getting to see Demi's family. Yeah. And um, so that's when we work in a lot of different mission trips, a lot of events, speaking. We'll have our big foundation gala golf tournament and, and a lot of different things like that uh, of the, from the ministry side. And so that's really where that kind of just gets packed in yeah. a lot. And is Night to Shine also in February? It is. Okay. So, yeah, we celebrated that in a bunch of countries this year in Africa. And it was just so, so incredibly special. And uh, it's just, it's every year, it's my favorite night of yes. the year. And it just blows me away, and, and God just blows me away with the doors that He opens for it, and uh, it's just, it's been so special. You wrote about it in Mission Possible, but will you kind of tell the story about why you started Night to Shine? Yeah, um, I think what's cool is it wasn't even my idea. Our executive director at the time, I was at a speaking engagement on the West Coast, and he says, hey, for our five-year anniversary, because... Uh, you have such a heart for people with special needs and we serve them in so many areas. What would you think about doing um, a celebration that would be kind of like a prom um, night for people with special needs? And Because we knew two churches that we were friends with their pastors and they had something called a Jesus prom. And oh. he's like, what if we did something like that as a five-year celebration of the foundation? And I said, man, I think that would be incredible. And he said, okay, awesome. Where do you want to have it? And I said, um, I think we need to have it everywhere. And he's like, oh, no, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And I was like, no, no, I, I, I just, I don't know why. I just feel it really tugging on my heart. I feel like we need to have it everywhere. And he kind of gets irritated. I'm like, no, seriously, we need to try to have it everywhere. And so we prayed about it and we worked on this manual and an approach and a game plan of how to do it. We we're just praying churches would say yes in that first year. Um, 43 locations in 26 states and three countries. They were like, yes, oh God, gosh. you're such a big God. And it was it was so cool just to, to see, you know, 
43 different locations believe in something that had never happened before that was just a dream and an idea and we flew to our first location in North Carolina and I we get there and we pull up but I, I said just pull to the side pull it back and I get out of the car and I just wanted to watch from afar for a few minutes as as all these boys and girls and and men and women were going down the red carpet and I just watched from about 30 yards away before anybody knew I was there and I just couldn't help it I just started bawling yeah. and I just knew from about 30 yards away that um, this is just something I think just really honored God and loved people well and uh, and then after that, that, that first year, um, we went from 46 locations, the next year 201, and then more and more, and now we're in uh, 40 countries and, and um, hundreds and hundreds of locations, and it's just opened up so many doors for other ministries, for trafficking, for adoption, for special needs adoption, for, for um, special needs schools. It's just opened, it's been such a catalyst for, for so many things that, Annie, we wouldn't, it's so cool because, first of all, we didn't even... Think of so many of the things that are part of that ministry now. I mean, we, we didn't even think of them. That's why it's so cool because it's all about God. God did it. He's opened the doors in countries to change the narrative. He's opened the doors to in certain countries that kids were locked up for decades and not allowed in, in outside because they were viewed as, as, as they brought shame to their family. And now they're allowed out of the there's um, uh, countries where the heads of state and the heads of the nation have special needs families. And now they've said, because you've honored our sons and daughters that, you know, we would like you to do whatever ministries in this country you would like. And you're uh -uh. like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. We've had people that have been involved in the mob and the mafia that have taken their special needs sons and daughters to Night to Shine and, and or have been in there yeah. known with the mafia and have, have thanked the pastors and the workers with tears in their eyes saying, thank you so much. By the way, just so you know, y'all have our protection. Uh -uh. And you're like, well, this is so crazy. You know, like, what are we talking about? And it's just, you know, like you, you just, you have no idea what God's going to do in, in so many areas. And it's just been so cool to, to watch how, how he's used it. Um, but it truly is, is my favorite night of the year. And there's been so many stories. And I still remember um, the first year that first location, one of the moms came up to me and she said, my daughter, she'll never get married. She'll never have kids. But tonight she felt like a princess. Uh, and I just thought if it was just for her, just for her alone, all of it would have been worth it. Right. But now to have celebrated, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of boys and girls, kings and queens, um, it's just so worth it. Because for us, it's not about just one night. It's not about just a prom. It's about worth and it's about value. And when a life is celebrated and they're they're counted as VIP. It's why everyone mandatory has to have red carpets. Yeah. Because when a life realizes it's worth not from me or our team or the church, but they right. realize their worth from God, it changes everything. And when a culture understands that people with special needs aren't cursed, they're not less than, they're not insignificant, they're not a throwaway, but they're just as valuable as Everybody else, like it, it can change a culture. And that's where we've seen maybe some of the, the coolest God moments is in changing the narrative of the minds to say, wait a second, you're not less than. Yeah. You're, you're just as valuable. And I think it's also been cool to see how many people have fallen in love with people with special needs. Because when I, if I fall in love with someone who has special needs, I can't look down on them anymore. Yes. 
I can't view them as less than. I can't view them as cursed. I can't view them as a throwaway anymore. And and it's also been something that's been really cool in the pro-life movement because in in a lot of countries, the, it, the, the number of, of people with special needs that get aborted is extremely high. But if we're having hundreds of thousands and, and ultimately millions of people that are, are serving and they're loving, they're saying, wait a second, the boy or girl that I was saying you need to have abort and now I view them as this worth and this value and I, I see how special they are. It's it changes their mind on 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 on, on how special and how worth it they are. And that's been just so many things we didn't even think about when we started, but God knew in advance yeah. and that's what's really cool. One of the things that I say behind your back to people a lot is that you're one of the best people I know at incorporating people who don't believe everything we believe into an activity. Or into it because Night to Shine is not just for Christian people. That's right. Right. And so, so yeah. many people. So, talk about that. Talk about building things that aren't just for faith people, but are faith based. Well, I, I think that's just um, something that very much frustrates me is we shouldn't want in our churches for it to be all the best people. Listen, the church is a, is a hospital for the broken, not a museum for good people. Okay. <laughs> like, we need to understand what the church is. Right. And 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 I think one of the things that we really want Night to Shine to be is a welcome for everybody, whatever your background, whatever your ethnicity, whatever your race, whatever your religion. You know, when you come here, you are going to be loved. And we're also going to share with you what we believe, but we're going to do it way more so with our actions and our words. We will share the gospel, but we're going to do it way more so with our actions and then with the two of those meet up and they match, yeah. we might have a chance to really have impact. But but first in gaining in these gaining ground in these communities, it starts by loving and then you're not only loving them, you're loving the least of them, you're loving the ones they wouldn't be willing to love. And it's it's it, it opens the door in their hearts to be willing to say, Why would you come into this country on a different continent than where you live? And you love the people that we have literally thrown away. Right. Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you spend the whole afternoon carrying? I remember our first year I was in Haiti and we spent the entire afternoon carrying kid after kid after kid. And they came up to us and they said, why, why would you do that? And these, out, this is outside of the gate of Night to Shine. And we got to share the gospel and multiple people um, trusted Christ just there in the parking lot. And then they came up to us the next morning and said, hey, next year when you do this, do you think it would be okay if we helped you carry? And wow. you're just like, oh my gosh, these God stories are just so cool. Like you can't make that up, you know? And I think that so much of our heart and my heart with it is to bring people to the to the table, bring people to this army. Like they don't even know. I think being a buddy, being a volunteer is so easy. Like you might not be able to get someone to go to, to church on Sunday, but you can say, hey man, there's this, there's this really awesome party where we're gonna get to go love on kids with special needs. We're gonna dance, we're gonna crown them, it's gonna be yeah. fun. Come join us, right? And and all of a sudden, like by doing that, you get to see and feel the love of God and you get to hear the good news of the gospel. And I just think it, you know, God's word and his love is not going to return void. It's going to have an impact. And we just want to bring that to every area we can. And we're still working on getting to all the farthest locations in the world. 
Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about a really incredible partner, Canopy. According to the New York Times, more than twice as many kids have been exposed to pornography online as their parents realize. Y'all, that is terrifying. But Canopy, a new next-generation digital parenting app, is here to make the internet safer for kids by ensuring they never see graphic sexual content, even by accident. Canopy blocks explicit images and videos on every single website. Its advanced AI filtering technology works on smartphones, tablets, and computers. To learn more, visit canopy.us slash that sounds fun and use the promo code that sounds fun at checkout to get 30 days free and 15% off forever. Again, that's C-A-N-O-P-Y dot U-S slash that sounds fun and use the promo code that sounds fun. Unfortunately, the internet is full of explicit content, but with Canopy, your internet doesn't have to be. Again, that's canopy.us slash that sounds fun and use the promo code that sounds fun at checkout. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about, Pendulum. So it's wild to learn more about how our gut health is connected to so many parts of our lives and how we feel. It's related to so much more than just diet and exercise. Having healthy gut microbiome makes a huge difference in our overall health. Pendulum Therapeutics is the first and only biotech company to both isolate an important beneficial bacteria strain and put that strain into a probiotic capsule. That capsule, Pendulum Acromancia, can help manage your gut health. As time passes, we lose Acromancia in our gut microbiome. Thanks a lot, adulthood. But the good news is that taking Pendulum Glucose Control is an easy way to get the Acromancia back into your gut microbiome. Pendulum is a leader in research on the gut microbiome and its connection to gut health and type 2 diabetes. Diet and exercise are important, but your gut microbiome might be the missing piece of your health and wellness strategy. Pendulum's mission is to discover ways to better manage chronic illness through the microbiome and empower people to achieve long-term health. Pendulum Acromancia contains a prebiotic to help feed the Acromancia so it can thrive in your gut and get right to work. Formulated and bottled in the U.S. with the highest safety and quality standards, it's also a non-GMO project verified. Take care of your long-term health. Get the probiotic rooted in the latest microbiome science from Pendulum. It is easier to do than it is to say Acromancia, you guys. Visit PendulumLife.com and use the code that sounds fun for 20% off your purchase. That's P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M-L-I-F-E.com, promo code that sounds fun for 20% off. And now back to our conversation with Tim. I mean, part of me is like, of course, you had this vision from start one of this sector of what you do. They're like, it's going to be all over the world. We are going to get to every corner of the world with Night to Shine because there are people who need it in every corner of the world. When you back up, one of the things you teach us in Mission Possible is how to write a mission statement for our lives. When you back up from Night to Shine, why is that part of the mission statement for your life? What's the bigger story you're telling? Well, I think it's multiple things. It's it's you're you're writing down what God is working on in your heart. You're writing down what He's been, how how He has been developing you, and then you're also doing something so that you don't have mission drift. So you understand what He's mission done. Drift. You write it down, and now I know I don't need to leave what He's doing, what He's done in my heart. And also for me, and coming up with really the mission statement for for the foundation of my life, it was also. Forming in, forming in a coherent sentence really where God got a hold of my heart um, for ministry. 
I, I'd already known the Lord, but he, he radically uh, impacted my life for ministry in that moment. And so I literally just tried to put in a sentence that what that moment was for me. And that's why it reads, to bring faith, hope, and love to those needing a brighter day in their darkest hour of need. I just literally wrote that thinking about my experience with Sherwin, the boy in the Philippines who was born with his feet on backwards. Yeah. And in that moment, in what was present, what needed to be done? Well, that was a thrown away curse boy that everybody else said, he's worthless, he's nothing. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he needed faith, hope, and love. And he was in his darkest hour of need. And I really felt like for me and my specific unique micro mission, because I think we all have a macro and a micro. I think in the macro, it's to love God and love people. But I think in the micro, it's, you know, I think yours, a lot of yours is encouraging people. It's it's bringing out the best in people. It's, it's so many things. I think for me, it's really going to places where it's darkness and chaos and it's the throwaways. I feel like that's, and over and over, I think God reconfirms that in my life for the last uh, 19 years. Yeah. And so I was just trying to coherently put that as something that I could continually go back to. And then off of that mission statement, I came up with our non-negotiables. And so I try to encourage people in Mission Possible to in so many areas, but to understand what have your eyes been opened to? What has your heart been pricked for? Who do you want to impact? If you look back, who would you want to say that you had the greatest impact on? And we work through so many different questions uh, and try to help people come up with their mission statement. And it doesn't have to necessarily be long. Our president of our foundation has one that's very clear. Um, his is wake up, serve, and repeat. Wow. You know, and, there, and we go through different examples. And so it's, it's, it, it can be a motto, it can be a lesson, it can be a learning opportunity, or it can be something that is something I hold on to so I don't know so I know that I'm not drifting away from what God's called me to. Yeah. When I think about me, I know we have one for our company of who we are. Like this is what we do. Is there a personal one and a professional one if you run a company? Or is there like a family one that your family needs to sit down and make together? Yes, absolutely. It, it's all the above. I would say right now, me and Demi have been in the process of of thinking if we want to have one together as a as a couple. Yeah, um, that is a little bit different. I think one thing that's re- really special for us though is so much of our purpose is this is really the same. It's yeah. for those that are being trafficked and those that have been thrown away in special needs. She had a sister with special needs and she got carjacked by five guys at gunpoint. And that were two huge catalysts in her life. And, and mine were different, but it's amazing how our purposes were so aligned. But we still worked. We've talked about it. We've talked this morning about if there's another one that we should just sit down as a couple of the things that we want to do. But I've even worked on, 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 on from, from our mission statement, even another way to explain it shorter and clear, and that is to fight for people that can't fight for themselves. And so, you know, that's another slogan that I'll have, you know, and that I'll, it'll, I'll even remind myself, okay, am I, am I fighting for people that if I wasn't here, no one would be here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I even think about that and how we do things at TTF, you know, like there's, a, there's so many great nonprofits and NGOs that are doing things, but really our heart is, is, is not to do what everybody else does. It, it is especially in the places no one is, Mm -hmm. no one's been, and no one's going, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, that's another way we get to continue to work and invest and look at it. And and sometimes you're like, okay, well, maybe this is going to tweak this a little bit then. But it's just such a good reminder. And especially when you sit down at a whiteboard and you write it all down and you say, okay, 
These are, this is what God's doing. These are the opportunities. These are the solutions we believe to these problems. And this is how we can get it done. Now, does this all match our mission? Yeah. So here, I'll tell you, I, I won't do the long one for you, but our short one is Annie's a bridge. Annie's a bridge. I'm never the stopping point. It is my job. So even in this conversation, I am bridging our listeners to you and to Mission Impossible. And so, so anytime I get treated like a bridge, it's good to me. You know, like yeah. when people don't yeah. stop with me, when they go to, obviously the long-term goal is bridge to Christ, but also That's can right. we bridge them to, to good content that walks them to Christ? Can we bridge them to people That's that are right. trustworthy? Can, can even, can I make them love the dogs, right? Like everything I love, I want to bridge right. them to what I love. But one of the things you write about in the book is finding and using your edge and the moments when, mm-hmm. when your mission kind of hurts a little bit. Yes. And so in my life, that can look like me feeling overlooked. And then I go, oh, wait. But the reason this is an edge is because that's actually my mission is to be a bridge. So you're yeah. going to be you're going to be passed over as part of the mission. No doubt. And I would say encourage you to Annie with that is there's multiple forms of edge. I think there's internal. I think there's external. Ah. I think there's different ways we talk about it. But I think one form of an edge that I've had some coaches that have talked about is they would say it's where average ends and elite begins is when you get to that place of, of being uncomfortable, of disappointment, of frustrated, of so many, that's where focus and mission mindset and, and, and purposeful living and being driven and understanding your mission statement and what we're supposed to get to, that's where it really needs to come in because that's where a lot of people quit. They stop. It's uncomfortable. And a lot of people, they, they don't fight long enough in, in it to yes. make the uncomfortable comfortable. I want to be comfortable in discomfort because, you know, I really believe when we're pushing ourselves, it's, got, it's not going to be comfortable, but I also believe it's going to be worth it. Yes. And so I would encourage the listeners, like push yourself to a place where you're uncomfortable and figure out, okay, today this is where that edge was for me, but this is where a lot of people are going to stop and I'm not going to. I'm going to take another step. And then tomorrow I'm going to take one more. And then I'm going to take one more because that's where elite begins. Yes. You have this quote in your book, the true meaning of sacrifice, giving up what you want now for what you want want most. Talk about that. Well, um, I believe that that is part of sacrifice. I believe it's part of vision. And I believe more than anything, it really should be how we view eternity. Right? Like our time on earth is so short. Yes. Right? And so why would we live for things that are going to last a year or five or 10 or at max 30, 40? But why don't we live for eternity? So if I am going to live by that quote of of choosing what I want most over what I want now, then it does mean that I'll have to give up some things. But it's because I'm thinking long term. I'm thinking about it in terms of eternity. And honestly, sacrifice isn't necessarily the perfect word because, yes, I'm sacrificing now, but in the long run, it's not a sacrifice. It's actually the best decision I could possibly make is living a life that is based on eternity, on things that are going to last forever. And you know what's going to last forever? God, people, his word, and rewards. And so we need to spend okay, so our lives— God, people, his word, and rewards. 
Yes. Ooh, it's, okay. what, it's, what Paul talks, it's what Paul talks about in, in Corinthians and several other places in the scripture. Is, is, is Paul's reminding us uh, about you know, striving for not a perishable crown, but an imperishable crown. And he's also using the example, writing to Corinth, which only a few miles away is the town of Isthmia, which they had the Isthmian Games, which were like the Olympics held every two years. And people would train their whole lives for the Isthmian Games. And you know what happened when they would win the Isthmian Games? They would get a wreath that would be made out of celery or pine leaves. And they would train their whole life for that. And you know what? It's funny 2,000 years later to look back and be like, dang, you literally trained your whole life yes. for celery, bro. Right. Or pine leaves. Like that sounds ridiculous. But how many times in my life yeah. have I trained for something dumber than celery or pine leaves? <laughs> right. You know, how much in my life have I trained for for awards? And I even have some of them here that, you know what, they're not going to last that long. Mm-hmm. Nobody will remember them. Yeah. But, you know, when we focus on a mission possible life and one that truly counts, it's not on these, these awards. It's on people. Yeah. It's on a relationship with Christ. It's on what matters. And what's cool about that, why, why it's called Mission Impossible and not Mission Impossible, is because I do believe it's possible. Possible meaning to be able, yeah. right? We have been given a mission, a task or a job someone has been given to do, and it is able for our lives to count, right? This isn't a Tom Cruise movie that's impossible. <laughs> right. I don't believe that God has asked us to do something that is impossible. I believe that He has tackled the impossible, and now He has given us things that are possible to make our lives count. And I believe we all can do that by choosing to love, to give, to serve, to care, and to and, and to be able to share the good news of the gospel. Yeah. And I believe that it is possible for every single one of us. But part of it is saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to give up some of these these rewards now are some of the things that I want right now because what I want most for eternity yeah. is to love God. What I want most for eternity is to honor Him. What I want most is to bring as many people with me. What I want most is to make heaven full. You know, yeah. and, and I want to be able to choose those things over than to making these shelves full, right? And there's a, this is a completely different mindset. One of my sweet little TikTok friends, her bio says, here to make heaven crowded. And she's like 19. Yeah, I, I was so, like, that on. is such a like, what a beautiful thing to just go, I'm here to make heaven crowded. Any way I can make heaven crowded. I thought, had I thought like that at 19, I mean, I, I think I was gospel centric, but I don't think I quite, I didn't have that sentence. And I'm like, man, what a great way to grow up to be thinking, I'm going to make heaven crowded. But what a great way to stay mission focused too. Yeah. Okay. If, if it's not leading to that, I might need to rework it a little bit. If it's not somehow maneuvering towards that, I need to rethink it, you know, and just being able to have that. I mean, what an amazing, I want to steal that because that's incredible. I know, you You can have it. it. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one last time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, stamps.com. I think it's kind of funny that we refer to small businesses as small. I mean, I get it. But my small business is pretty big to me here at Downs Books and the That Sounds Fun Network. We're always paying attention to ways we can learn and do our work efficiently and cost effectively, especially as our team grows. I mean, I remember when it was just me. So that was a small business. (laughs) Well, Stamps.com helps us make sure that we're not wasting our time or our money with unnecessary or repeated trips to the post office. And they can't for you too. With Stamps.com, you can skip the trip and focus on how to take your small business to the next 
level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right from your computer and saves you money in the process. So you can spend less time at the post office and more time making your customers happy. Stamps.com saves you time, money, and stress. For more than 20 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over a million businesses. Stamps.com gives you access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you need right from your computer and get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Whether you're in an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. You'll be up and running in minutes printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code that sounds fun for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code that sounds fun. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about that you know we love, Rothy's. It will come as no surprise to you that when I love something, I really love it. A new album, a show I'm binging, Sanditon. Have y'all watched Sanditon yet? Listen, you name it. If I'm in, I'm all in. That's how I feel about Rothy's. And I have a hunch they'll be your new everyday shoe obsession too. Rothy's shoes give you right out of the box comfort, come in amazing styles and a huge variety of colors, and they're machine washable. It's easy to see why millions of women wear Rothy's shoes every single day. Rothy's flats are seriously some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever put on my feet. In fact, People Magazine named The Point the best flat for their first ever style awards in 2021. And it's not just the flats, Rothy's also makes insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, and more. The best part is everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of plastic water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. Y'all know I love that. I have multiple pairs of Rothy's and I get compliments on them literally every time I wear them. I'm always like, thanks, but how cute they are is like literal icing on the cake compared to how comfy they are. And they're made out of plastic water bottles. Step up your shoe game and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? Because I'm going to ask you if I see them on your feet. Plus, get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash sounds fun. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Tim. Another thing that I think was really important you mentioned in the book when we're talking about living on mission and for our friends listening, one of the things you talked about is how our emotions will never be consistent. And so we can't yes. build our mission or even our success of the mission around mm-hmm. our emotions. I say a lot that our, yep. our feelings can ride, but they can't drive. So we talked right. about how do we balance our passion and our mission with what we are feeling. Because we choose our convictions over our emotions. You better say And that. we don't let our emotions stop, change, or guide the mission. We let our convictions lead the mission. And emotions aren't always bad. Emotions right. can be great. They sometimes can be really, really good, but they're also really fickle. Yeah. They can also tell you, hey, you've done enough. They can tell you, you don't really need to go around the world. They can tell you, night to shine... It's good enough. Just do one in one location. You don't need to go everywhere. Your emotions can lie to you and say, you know what? Like, uh, you probably shouldn't shouldn't share the gospel because it might offend some people. Yeah. You know, your emotions are going to tell you a lot of things 
that your convictions aren't, aren't always going to equal. Yes. And I think your convictions, you need to match those up with Scripture and match them up with what God is doing in your heart and what He's done in your life. Mm-hmm. And now you let your, your mission be led by the, the truth of the gospel and by your convictions, yeah. not your emotions. Because your emotions so many times can really be very fickle and say, you need to be bitter. You need to compare yourself to this. And I share one story in the in the book yes, about I wanted you to tell this about speaking um, at the Cowboys facility. Yes. And I, I I show up there and I'm you know in a pretty good mood. Everything I get to share the gospel, get to be there for a really important, cool event. But you know what? They're taking me around and they're showing me the Cowboys facility. And before I even know it, I'm getting bitter. Yeah. I'm I'm wishing I could have played for an organization, played for a facilities like. Their, their facilities for their fans are nicer than most of the team's facilities for their players I ever w- was in. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this would be awesome. And instead of being grateful for what God has given me, I'm really saying, God, you messed up because I should. this should have been part of my plan. And I'm getting bitter and envious and bitter and envious and bitter and envious the entire day. Honestly, till pretty much I walk on stage that night and I finally give it to the Lord and yeah, what was that moment is, like? Was it literally like walking up the stairs, or were, did you get started talking and go, "Oh man, I got to change my heart"? It, it was really uh, right before I was walking up and sitting there, and God getting a hold of my heart yeah. and, and saying, "You know, like I, you know, my emotions are letting me down right now, Lord. I need you to come through and you to use me tonight, you to speak because my emotions are not there." And and I. I, I am so I want to choose to be grateful for everything, not choose to be bitter for what I don't have. And and I need you to help me do that. And it, it's crazy. Annie we could we could be blessed with so many awards and so many gifts and so many amazing things, but still what the devil will say is, Yeah, but right. you don't have this. Yes. And and I, I don't care how much success you have, how much fame, how much power, how much whatever. The devil will still find something that you don't. And he will say, yeah, but God didn't give you this. Yes. So you don't really need to trust him. You don't really need to love him. You don't really need to give everything to him. And it's an absolute lie. Because I believe where gratitude starts is with a choice. And then God works with that choice. We get to choose to be grateful for what he's done. And most importantly, grateful for the cross, that the cross counted for us, that Jesus was willing to go to the cross and that it counted for all the wrong that I've done. If, if that was the only thing that had happened, it would be more than enough to be grateful for. But God has also done so much in our lives. And, but yet still, even after all the things that I've that God's been able to let me be a part of and see yet still the dumbest things of you don't have this can steal and rob our joy and we cannot let the evil one win in those moments by stealing and lying to us because that is his mission is to steal rob and destroy and you know what part of our mission has to be focused on not letting him do that because we're running so hard after jesus and after people that we don't let him succeed on his mission because by the way he doesn't because jesus already won in the cross that's right that's right that's it you and i have talked about this in real life but you know i can feel that way about not being married yet Right. Of like, Mm -hmm. oh, look at all the ways the Lord is using my life. But the one thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and and everybody has the one thing, if not five things. 
right? And yes. so, but I love what you, the way you wrote in the book, one of the reasons I wanted you to tell that cowboy story is the way you wrote in the book, you do both things really well where you tell the truth to yourself about what makes you sad and the loss you feel, and then you turn it over to the Lord. So you didn't pretend like that wasn't true, right? Yes. So, because that's the, that's the trick. Yes, just be, you don't have to lie to yourself because the truth is amazing. The truth is that God has you in a position to use you. The truth is that God died for you. The truth is that God loves you. The truth is that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, yeah. meaning um, awesome and unique set apart. You are awesome and you are unique and set apart. You are one of one, created in love, by love, and for love. The mission is possible for you to make your life count, period. And so, yes, you might not have some things that you want to have, but you have everything that you need to have. Yeah in the moment where you are with what God has called you to. And I think we can say to God, God, I, I wish I had this. My, my emotions want me to have this. I would like to have this. But I know if you want me to have that, then I would have it. And so God, I'm asking you to work in my heart to take away those wants or to do whatever you want in my heart. And sometimes I don't even know the articulate prayer to say of exactly what I'm supposed to say. So I just say, God, will you just do something in my heart yeah. that you want to do right now? Yeah. And I just want to choose to be open to that. Because I don't know what to say. I'm irritated. I'm bitter. I wish I was doing this. You know, and I don't have the perfect words to say, but you know my heart. Yeah. And, and you created me this way. You know, before I walked in here, I was going to feel this way. Yeah. You know, and so I'm giving it to you. I'm choosing you more than my feelings. I'm choosing your love and what you have for me to do here tonight more than what I want in this situation. Mm -hmm. The thing about our emotions is like my emotions change when I'm hungry. Like my emotions change when I'm hungry. My convictions yeah. don't, right? But like, that's why hangry exists. Cause you go, oh, I'm extra annoyed. And all I needed was food. So we can't depend right. on, we can't depend on our feelings to lead us. And so you can be hungry in a lot of ways, right? It can be that's food. Right. It can be a relationship. It can be whatever, but right. your hunger is going to change your feelings. So I would always ask my, I would talk to my dad a lot about this. Cause you know, he moved to the Philippines with four kids and had his fifth one there and you know, there were so many other missionaries that we would see come and go along the way. And that there were, and, and we would talk about it. And I always remember one thing my dad told me is I would just, I would ask him about, um, like, dad, what, like, you know, like, what's the difference between someone that is there because they want to do good and someone that is called. Mm, and he would say, wow. the person that is just there because they want to do good. The first time they get a bloody nose, they're going home. But the person that is called, they they could keep getting a bloody nose, but they're no they know that God has them there for a reason. And they're gonna stay in the fight. And it was just so encouraging to me this this mindset of man, when you believe you're called in a place for a people, for a group, for a cause, for an injustice, for a mission, whatever it is, like you could you can get bloody noses, but you know. God's in that bloody nose. God's in that moment. God, yeah. God knows he's in control of those things, right? And if you don't believe that you're really called there, it is easy to just say, okay, well, you know, I, I think I should just go back home. I think I should just change, you know, and, and you can find a lot of reasons to, to tweak it and justify it and tell people, oh, we needed to leave because of this, whatever the reasons are, yeah. you know, yeah. it was just something that really stuck with me of, of just, man, I want to be that, that person that is like my dad. When I believe that I've been called to something, 
it doesn't matter how many times you get hit. Yeah. You know that you're in it because God has you in it. Yeah. When I was reading this, when you sit down and actually in Mission Possible and actually work through that mission statement section and write it out, I'm like, man, once you do that, it's super hard to walk away from your mission. <laughs> It's yes. super hard to let that bloody nose be what stops you because now you see it on paper. It's one thing to have it in yes. your mind. It's a whole nother thing when you've got your pen out and you're writing it down. I agree. I spent, and I really think too, also after your eyes have been opened to it and your heart has been pricked and you really have compassion, which is we talk about in the book, being willing to suffer with yes. people is a lot of times you don't really understand what compassion means, but to have compassion means that you are willing to suffer with people, right? And if you have those two things, right? Like if your eyes have been open and your heart literally beats for somebody or, or something or a group or, or whatever, a, a cause, like, you know, I, I personally believe a lot of times that's God saying, this is what I want you to do. Yeah. This is what I want you to say yes to. And when those match up and you write it down and you start executing on that, Man, I, I just think when all those kind of come together, you're like, well, I don't know, God, how this is going to go, what the end goal is, how is it going to change, or what even is going to happen next year. But I know in doing this, it is awesome. Yeah. You know, It doesn't mean it's successful. It doesn't mean it's That's always right. growing. It doesn't mean that it's not hard. right? I, I know so many missionaries that have had all those things, and they're in tough countries, and, and it is a lot of persecution. But they're also the most fulfilled people that I know. Yes. That's it. It is what I've seen in my life. The closer I get to being on mission that we're walking toward every day, there's so much beauty and there is real pain because you aren't and, living like yeah. everybody else. There's pain, but but not pain with the regret. Oh, that's it, Tim. That's it. That's exactly right. It's not pain with regret. It's the sacrifice pain. It's the sacrifice. Sacrifice has pain with it. There was pain when Jesus went to the cross, but Jesus didn't have regret when he went to the cross. Yes. It's a completely different form of pain. Yeah. Man, I am so stoked for people to get this book, Tim. I mean, I've loved all of yours, but this one feels like a today word. You know, like it feels um, like the right word for right now as we're trying to figure out where we go in the world and how we serve the world and bring people to Jesus, how we make heaven crowded. This one feels like it's going to like launch people, Tim. Oh, well, thank you. It's just it's something that for a, a long time has just been on my heart of uh, how can we how can we make purpose and calling in in God's plan for us as encouraging and exciting yeah. and, and and feeling accessible to people like it's right there, you know, and, and it just shouldn't be as hard as sometimes I believe we make it. It's right there in front of people. And let's go live it out. Yeah, that's it. Okay, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we say? No, I, I love it. It was awesome. So much fun. <laughs> I love this. I totally love talking to you. Okay, we have one last question. Because okay. that you know, you've done this before. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, you got to tell me what sounds fun to you. Besides sleep. Oh, bless your heart. I'm, I, I'm thinking, uh, well, I was thinking about everything we got to do the last five weeks yeah. in Africa. And that's what sounds really fun to yeah. me. It was, you know, I would say getting the chance to, um, so um, one of the families that we got to meet in one of the countries, and I'll kind of keep it a little bit coy, yeah. they, all, they got to us just because the dad gave the mom just enough money to go poison their child because um, he had special needs. Wow. And instead of poisoning the child, they traveled to where we were at to get help. 
and you know you just you realize how much people are hurting in in the chaos that's taking place around the world and being able to have an army of people that are ready and willing to love the mom and the child and families like that and support them that sounds fun to me yeah that listen saving lives in a lot of ways sounds fun well done will you please send demi my love tell her i said hi i will thanks for doing this Oh, you guys, don't you love him? Uh, he's just brilliant. I'm telling you, I think so highly of Tim and this book. Make sure you grab a copy of this new one, Mission Possible, and follow him on social media so you can tell him thanks for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. So today, what sounds fun to me is getting out my new Chai Day Friday mug. What? A new mug? Yes, I know. I'm getting it ready for my Friday Chai Day tomorrow. These mugs will be available for purchase at shopanniefdowns.com starting tomorrow on Chai Day Friday. I think you're going to love them. Our amazing designer, Kate Sell, she knocked these out of the park as usual. So be sure to check that out tomorrow at shopanniefdowns.com. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your Chai Day Friday, and we will see you back here on Monday with our girl, Mandisa. Y'all have a great weekend. See you then. Yeah, yeah.